You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. This episode of Good Times Great Movies is sponsored by Mr. David Blakesley. Now, this is normally the time when I make jokes about people and I I pretend to know who they are or what they do, but I'm not going to do that for David because I personally know him and I want to direct people to wonderful podcasts, that's right, more than one, that he creates. One is called Criterion Reflections, where he goes through the Criterion catalog by the release date of the film. Uh, I believe he's up to the early 70s right now. I joined him in 69 for uh, a film called Burn, so you could start there if you want to. And the other one is the Eclipse Viewer Podcast. Please go check out what David Blakesley does. Thank you so much, David, for being one of our valued Patreon subscribers. Hey, you got your 80s music video in my 50s greaser movie. No, you got your 50s greaser movie in my 80s music video. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Streets of Fire. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast, and every two weeks we watch a different movie from the 80s, and then we talk about it. I'm one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me as always is Jamie Lorello wearing suspenders. Are you wearing (laughs) suspenders, or are those overalls, or is it like a a garbage bag with a couple of straps (laughs) on it? What is that outfit? No, I have really shaggy bangs. Mm-hmm. And very shaggy bangs and, and just a shaggy bob cut. And I'm very tough because I was in the Marines. That haircut looked like the hair was probably attached to the hat. Like if she took the hat off, the yes. hair would go with it. Yeah. It was very moppy, very muppety. She had the worst haircut. That was, oh my God. Yeah. That was pretty rough. That was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. Every time I think I drew a lot of sketches in my notebook for this oh, one. Like you as did. you can see, um, like, uh, the first outfit that we get to see, uh, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen Ames, isn't that? Um, mm. I thought her name was Diane? Eileen for a long time, but I think it is Ellen. Yes. Ellen, right? Uh, her mm-hmm. her outfit for that first concert was the outfits in general in this movie. <laughs> I kind of really loved her outfit at that concert. Are you talking about the one where it almost looked like a dress slash loincloth? Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and she had this like her, even her hair was um she had this flowiness, but it wasn't too eighties. And I couldn't tell is it supposed to be nineteen fifty or nineteen eighty? Oh, or I have so many questions about the time, <laughs> the place. I think this is just a different because the movie starts out and it says it literally says another place, another time. So sure. Undefined. Right. I don't think we need yeah. to dissect it too much. They they mm-hmm. covered their bases with that. It's probably not even on Earth, I guess, is what they're yeah, telling us. Yeah, That's where it's – you're not going to find this reality anywhere. Right. Oh, but Jimmy, with, before we talk about this movie, oh, yeah, which I yeah, can't wait to talk it. about this movie, we should tell people that we are 
performing, would you call this a performance? Sure. (laughs) Live. A live performance. An evening with us, let's call it. Oh, I like it. Like, like, like good times, great movies becomes eclectic. Would you call it that? Or no, we already um, are eclectic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's like a, it's like a day of podcasts. It's a, it's two weeks of podcasts. So fun. So, fun. so we are performing in Philadelphia at a bar That's called correct. Tattooed Mom. Love and, the name. Uh, Saturday, June 23rd at 5 p.m. We have the 5 to 6 slot, which I can only assume is the best time. Right? I mean, I fly in at 7. I fly in at 7, so we'll okay. see how that goes. No, Wait, you fly in at 7? You mean when we're done? <laughs> yeah. You mean yeah. you're showing up at least two hours late? Well, I mean, you know, see okay. how that goes. But anyway, if you're in the area, come out. Come on, join us. See us. How fun. You get to like watch this in 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 real life. Not just listen. You you listen, obviously, because you listen and watch, mm-hmm. but you get to see it really happen. And in a place well, what a rad place. That place looks amazing. Like Yeah, it, I've never been, but I have to say, I've been stalking yeah. it online and it looks super rad. It looks very hmm. It looks like it could be in Streets of Fire. It looks it, like oh, maybe the biker gang like, yes, rolls yeah. through. I was I was gonna say it looks very hipsterish, but there's such a negative connotation attached you don't to that. Call it hipster. Nope. Mm-mm. No. I saw no. a lot of guys with beards in the pictures, mm-hmm. and okay. a lot of tattoos. Um, I mean, with the name Tattoo Mom, I, I think that only makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's, and a lot of stickers on the walls. A lot of stickers, a lot of graffiti. I am excited. I am too. I am too. Yeah, if you want to come out and watch me visibly sweat while talking about a movie from the 80s, please come over to this right. bar. It'll be super fun. And we'll hang out afterwards. So it's just yeah. a chance. It's a chance exactly. to hang out. There's other shows all day long, but we are five yeah, it's to gonna six. It's going to be a fun time. Five to six. So we have to we have to keep curb our time then because we're not really good with time management. We're not great. We're like ten <laughs> minutes into this and we haven't even started talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> do they give you a countdown at least, like they do? You know, when you're like a stand-up comic or something, you know, they oh, give you the sign. The I hope and... there's somebody standing off to the side, giving like the high sign, like "Come on, wrap it up, wrap yeah, it up" yeah. or something. Well, Will they take a giant cane and pull us off if we're if we go too long? Is mm-hmm. that how it works? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> I want to know what I'm ready for. You know, if things start to get messy. Now, this will be recorded. The show will be recorded, so oh, it yeah. will come out. We haven't quite decided what we want to do with it. If it's going to be a regular episode, if it's going to be mm-hmm. a Patreon thing, if we're going to eventually. Uh, maybe start it on Patreon and put it out to everybody else later. I don't know. Maybe I'll come know. to you in a dream. We'll figure. <laughs> yeah, if we can figure out that technology to bring it to you in a dream, I guess we'll do that. <laughs> Jamie, start working on that. I guess we couldn't even figure out Skype tonight, so I'm not sure I can do no, that. But we'll figure no. that out. I don't think this should sound any different to anyone listening to this. But we're doing this through FaceTime and we're all thrown off. I'm, I can't even, I have to physically look down. Yeah. To my see angle you. of like you it. is weird. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey. The top of my head's cut off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, that will be in a few weeks. Come to it. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, come to it. It's it's. How can it not be fun? This is going to be great. Right. But I'm really time. nervous and yeah, that no one will show up. So please come. Well, then it's just like regular. <laughs> Nobody shows up except we're in a bar. <laughs> yeah. Except with somebody standing over going, you have 10 minutes left. Come. <laughs> well, like, can we just talk about our dogs for the next eight? I don't know. We're probably not going to be talking another Rick Moranis movie. And I was, I, I don't know how I feel about Rick Moranis in this movie. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. So. All right, so let's just get into it, yeah? Because I'll, because I'll, okay, okay. So it is a, it is, it's Streets of Fire. It's mm-hmm. 1983 or 84? 84. 84. 84. Um, it's a rock and roll fable, and as we said, it is, it is in a time and a place, just not now, not unknown to us, really. It's got mixtures. I mean, it's definitely got an 80s vibe to it but then it's yeah. got this like rockabilly 50s vibe happening yes and it sets in a city but it could be new york city it could be chicago there's there's trains and there's there's subways and there's <laughs> but all the cars biker are gangs. from the 50s yeah the cars are from, and his his outfit like so we have um tom is his first name what's his last tom name? cody because sometimes in the movie they would refer to him as Cody and I was like, is his first name Cody? No, it's his last name. Tom Cody is a man with two first names. Yeah, so he, he's sort of one of our, our hero. Um, mm-hmm. We don't meet him in the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie, the credits roll forever in this movie. We forever. think they're done, and then all of a sudden they're still it, going. They they're come still, back. They're still there, right? Um, First of all, this is directed by a friend of the show, Walter Hill, from uh, 48 Hours. 48 Hours, that's right. Mm -hmm. right. Yes, Mm -hmm. and he was writing this while directing 48 Hours. Mm, So this was on his mind. And to bring it back to another one of our movies, he was very, he was heavily influenced by Flashdance and then decided this would be a musical. Like, I think he wrote it as a straight... I don't know, action film? Is that what you would call this? Well, no. If, well, maybe how, how he originally well, wrote it. Because no, no, there's I'm, saying, a lot I'm saying originally of, that's oh, what he yeah. was writing it as. And then based upon, you know, everybody went crazy for Flashdance. He decided sure. that, that it would be a musical and there'd be long stretches of just music videos in this. And that's basically what it is. Like our for our opening is basically a, a little, it's Ellen Aim and what's her band's name? I don't remember her the band name. Somethings. She's got a band, and they they are on the stage, and she's well. It's Diane, uh, Diane Lane, Lane right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very young Diane Lane. Very um, young. Yes. I didn't put it together at first till uh, after during the first number. I was like, "Is that who that is?" Um, because she just again, she's got this really rad outfit on. Her hair is kind of brushed back. And I don't like. I wanted more eighties you know, hair. It was very yeah. Puffy. She didn't it was have very yeah. light. And I didn't like mm-hmm. that. I didn't think it fit her persona. It wasn't tough girl hair. Is but that was what she's she supposed tough? to be? I don't know. Was no, she tough? I don't know. She gets punched quite a bit in this movie, but can't she seem to take a punch. She gets punched one time by, by yeah, Tom. what was that all about? <laughs> she's around. Oh, my God. I, all right, all right. I have some problems with our lead actor, let's call him. And I'll put that in quotes, actor. Well, he's he's a hunk of man, which is why they were anyway. Okay, oh, so yeah. she 
she she's at a concert, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's the whole city comes to see her. They love her, especially this one gal, Reva, who we find out later is Tom's sister. Um, and the owner of a diner slash bar or something. I was um, upset they, for the little amount that she was in this movie because I really liked her, her as a character, yes. You wanted to see more of her, maybe less of McCoy. Who's McCoy? <laughs> Who's the McCoy? one with the shaggy haircut. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I didn't mind her either. I like her. Her, her like look her. was bizarre, but I did like her as a character. I, I liked how too. she kept telling him, you're not my type. You're not my type. Are we to believe that she's a lesbian? Is that yeah, I think is that so. taking it too far? Okay, I think so. That's right. how I okay. took it. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Um, okay, so she's uh, this concert happens and it's amazing and it's it's um, it's actually a pretty ca- catchy tune. I don't know who the songwriter was or who you know wrote the score, but um, the guy who wrote these songs is the guy who writes a lot of Meatloaf's music. So it uh, sounds like yeah. a lot of the stuff sounds meatloaf Like rock opera-y, yeah, yeah. Oh, and is Meatloaf in this? Meatloaf's in this, right? I didn't see Meatloaf. When was he in it? Wasn't he one of the cops? Oh. I'll, I'll point it out when, when, when we get there. But I thought he was, I think it's one of the cops. I and then I remembered, that. wasn't he the hillbilly bartender in 48 hours as well that's right so i feel like he's got like he and walter hill are they're a little friends they're buddies yeah, yeah yeah he gives them a couple couple shout outs when he has to what oh and did you them? also notice and i don't mean to jump ahead but did you notice that ed bagley Jr. ed bagley like, yes Jesus. i did yes i, I did. was in this and very small role very like almost didn't need to be in it because he's like yeah the gang's over there in that <laughs> bar like the only did, bar and the- did not mean to be he's dressed like the garbage monster behind that diner <laughs> in the Holland Drive like it is the weird, and you're right he yes. does not need to be there because he gives them really no information no that, like it's so strange and he comes out of nowhere and he's like hey what are you three doing here <laughs> like. All right. All right. Okay. So, Sorry. We're so still in this. We're still in this she, club or concert hall. Whatever. This con- right. She after the after her first song, um, an ominous group walks in. There's bikes. There's motorcycles <laughs> outside the club, and then all of a sudden, this group walks in to the concert. And when she finishes her song, and mind you, you're right. You do sense this flash danceness because before she ends the song, she does this like crazy sort of flash dance dance before the song ends like she does like a maniac maniac move not necessarily not song but move great. it's not there's not enough diane lane well, no dancing Jessica in this yeah. i mean and it's not you know in that outfit as we've described it it's like a loincloth to the ground sure but also a short skirt and leggings it's a lot of things layered and then like it's split up top too yeah. And she wears this for nearly the entire movie, too. Well, yeah, she's, she's, this is what they, so she, the gang, this bike gang is in, and, and very scary looking, very young William Defoe. I thought this movie was going to be about vampires. <laughs> I saw him, and I was like, he's a vampire. Every time he showed up, I'm like, they're vampires, right? Like, they, it's <laughs> going to be revealed thing. that he's a vampire. Because it was 80s vampire time. Yeah, yeah. No, he's just a badass. And he orders his gang to kidnap her. 
and basically like a huge fight ensues. There's a stage fight. They grab her. They basically put her over one of their shoulders, and she's just kicking and screaming. But there's punching on stage. Bikers are dragging people, then shooting people, then throwing things. It's just chaos, It is chaos. They they beat up her band. Like, they just punch out the guys in the band. Mm -hmm. Rick Moranis... I think we should talk about him. Oh yeah, a yeah, bit. Rick. Mar- <laughs> <laughs> so he's like her manager slash boyfriend. I did right? not know he was her boyfriend for the longest time. Yeah, in they, until yeah. at one point he said something to to hunky Mick, you know, leading man, where he's like, Tom, "You right. think she's going to choose you over me?" I'm like, "Wait, she's dating you, Rick Moranis." <laughs> He's such a tough – it's very weird because he's like a tough guy in a bow tie, and he's Rick Moranis. It is like, a weird thing because you can do that. You can put a guy who might not be very attractive in a suit and make him a tough mm-hmm. guy manager. You cannot cast Rick Moranis in this role. It is the least convincing tough guy I've ever seen in a movie. I, I have to say, at first I thought, oh. Okay, maybe this is going to be empowering for Rick Moranis. Maybe this is a nice turn. Oh, I think for... he was having a ball. I think oh, he yeah. was having a blast doing yeah. this. Yeah, but the, but the feel that you get from the whole thing is, uh, as a viewer, I was a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> for uncomfortable. him. <laughs> but I was um, waiting for him to get punched by people at every turn, because just the way he talks to. Everyone, Everyone in this movie yeah. is yeah, he's got a smart mouth. Oh man! Mm-hmm. I'm, to everyone, I'm even the even McCoy with her weird hair. Even at one point, I think he he does. I think he looks. He yells at at Tom, who is a tough guy. Like he, Tom beats up a bunch of bikers in a bar single handedly, chases them all away. Right? <laughs> I want to get to that scene. I want to get to when that he part. does the silly. Sl- okay, all right. So we're almost there. Okay, so. So they kidnap Di- or, um, Diane Lane. They kidnap um, I- 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 Ellen. The whole town loves her, obviously. The whole city loves her. And um, Reva, or Reva, Reva, we'll call her, um, the bar owner slash Tom's sister or diner owner, writes a letter to Tom that he's got to come back. And sure enough, in his page, in his suspenders from, like, the Newsies, in his Newsies <laughs> outfit, sands the hat. He comes back in a, in a stolen convertible. Because he's a badass, too, right? We don't even know where he's been. We know he has, in the past, spent time in jail. Is that where he's coming back from? Yes. Well, I don't know if he's coming back from jail, but no, he did spend some time in jail. I think he's coming back from the military? Was he in the military? Oh, yeah, because he bonds with uh, McCoy about that. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that we're talking about his suspenders – you don't see them right away. He has a jacket on for a while, and when he takes when he takes that jacket, oh my god! Just like in Flashdance, when she takes her jacket off and she's just got that dicky. When he took that off, and I saw suspenders and his high waisted pants up, trousers, so yeah, high. yeah. You're it like, is, how tough are you? Shocking when yeah. you see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're a little taken aback. Mm-hmm. When he does come home and he meets his sister in her little diner, there's some unsavory folk. I don't know if it's the same members of the same biker group. No, no, because these guys are wearing like Letterman's jackets. Like this is a oh, different yeah, gang, yeah. I guess. One that is clearly yeah. not as tough this as Willem Dafoe's. Yeah. Well, they mess with with her a bit, 
and which of course means they're going to mess with Tom a bit. Well, they want to rob her. Like that mm. actually comes up. They want to rob her, which makes what he does even funnier because how many windows of this diner does he end up breaking? Oh, I know. Well, first he first he jumps into action and then just like Three Stooges slaps him around, right? Doesn't he, like, slap his... The guy, the tough guy has, like, a butterfly knife. So he takes it out and, like, you know, does that cool thing that people do with butterfly knives. And then Tom just, like, takes it out of his hand, slaps him, gives it back to him, like, try that again. And he does it again. Takes it, smacks him, like, five times, just like... Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. It's the strangest beginning to a Then he takes a chair to him, kind of like when Tom Selleck took the chair to the robot. Mm-hmm. Then he takes a chair to him, right? Yeah. Um, and then then finally he just, like you said, he throws them out of the diner by breaking the windows. and bre- But they go running from the diner. Multiple windows. Like he throws dude. each of them through different windows. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. they were going to rob her, and what was she going to be out? Like 85 bucks or something? Now <laughs> she's got to redo the whole front part of the store. But it doesn't matter. Her brother's back in town. Yeah. Oh, he, she's, she loves it, too. She's smiling. She thinks it's just the greatest oh, thing. Oh, yeah. This is what he comes and does. Mm-hmm. So they go for a ride in his stolen convertible, and she gives him the scoop that Ellen has been stolen, basically. <laughs> and at this point, you're right. Credits are still happening at this point. Like, we've <laughs> yes. had a lot. We've had a We're whole 15 minutes song. into this movie. Credits yes. are still, mm-hmm. And between the credits are the weirdest transitional swipes. Very, very oh. interesting. Yeah. Very <laughs> interesting so transitions bad. they do. And they're all yeah. different. Sometimes they're like spiky lines that go, and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll just cut to black for a second, just nothing, yeah. and then come back. Very fancy. Again, yeah, you're right, though. This, I really was looking down going, there's still credits. What didn't? Yeah, is, yeah. What are, they, didn't, uh, are we still adding credits? Is it from something else? Yeah, are they just front-loading yeah. the entire movie with the credits? With and at everything? the end, they'll just say yeah. the end, and, and everybody goes home? <laughs> we find out that... that Ellen, the stolen song st- songstress, songstress, mm-hmm. you got it. Um, also used to date Tom. They used to be an item, so there's a little connection there. Right. Um, Tom goes to a bar where we meet a toothless, snackletooth pomodoro hair Bill Paxton. Oh my God, that hair! That pomodoro goes on for days. And yeah, is is it a missing tooth? Is it a gap? Whatever it is, it's painted on. Whatever it is, it's it's so severely painted on. Yeah, it's like a piece of broccoli he tucked in there. And, yeah, he meets this bartender, and he also meets um, McCoy, Mm -hmm. this lady soldier who's also at the bar. And um, she hits the bartender, and she hits Bill Paxton for not serving her a drink or something. I forget why. She starts a fight. won't serve her, and I'm not... That's never explained why he just doesn't because like her later look they, or something. Yeah, I don't know. And earlier, right before he went to his bar, they were pulled over. He and his sister were pulled over by the cops. Oh, that's briefly. right. But the cops know him too. Yes, and the cops are like, "Oh, you're back in town. This is trouble." Blah blah blah. And clearly, he's in a stolen car. I think his sisters. They even don't like, even mind that. Yeah. He just got to town. He's been causing a bit of trouble, and the cops are even like, "All right, we'll see you later then." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> most of it takes place underneath train tracks. Like most yeah. of this, like, and this movie takes place. Kind of like on the street, 
or mm-hmm. in a bar. That's pretty yes. much the entirety of this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, according to my husband, it is the Paramount lot. Is that possible? Is this a Paramount film? Oh, I don't know. I have no okay. idea. All right. Well, he's also full of lies, so who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, <clears throat> he strikes up a friendship with McCoy, this soldier who is um, aggressive to the bartender, and decides right. to... Not in a romantic way, but just take her home to his sister's house where she sleeps on the couch um, because <laughs> yeah, they're just become friends. Not in a romantic right? way because his sister's even like, what's that girl doing on the couch? And not in your bed, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? <laughs> and you're right. Many times because she tells, McCoy tells the sister, yeah, he's not my type. Yeah, he's yeah. not my type. Yeah. So she she says that a lot, but I do think it's because... She's a lesbian, and I guess you notice when he takes when he takes her back to his place, he Uh you know he comes out of his room or something and throws a blanket at her or whatever, and now he's in the same suspenders and the same high waisted pants, but now he doesn't Mm -hmm. have a shirt on, so he must have taken those suspenders (laughs) off to take the shirt shirt off and then put them back on. The whole point of the suspenders is they're keeping the the pants up so oh, sure. unless he's taking the pants down the suspenders have to stay there right yeah i know but that's a weird choice like that is a decision to go in and be like oh this shirt sure. i gotta get this shirt off and it's a whole process but these, and it's but the suspenders snapping them back but these up. high-waisted pants and tiny because they're tiny suspenders too because sure. the pants are up so high <laughs> and also this town looks like it looks like Little Shop of Horrors. And I know that Rick Moranis, maybe he was why I was thinking of this, but it has that same feel that Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Just that, that city. Kind of and I guess it's like the 50s, but it does just mm-hmm. look like a soundstage or, you know, and it also looks like Who Framed Roger Rabbit had a very same yeah. feel. Yeah. I'll, I'll say yes to all of okay. those. I'll all right. with them. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Tom, doesn't he have a little dream about there's uh, another little song. It's a black and white thing where he, he looks at a picture about, of her, yeah. and then the picture like starts singing, and it transforms <laughs> into a music video of her still wearing that same outfit that she was wearing at the beginning. It's her but, performance outfit. It's her performance outfit. It's just like sepia right, tone. Right. Right. Oh my god, it's crazy. And when he looks at the picture of her, at first it doesn't look like her. It looks like a nurse from 1943 or something. Oh yeah, it does because it's an older picture. Yeah, yes. it's a black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the so the, again, different time, different place. Never mind. I I can't I can't analyze when this takes place because different time, different place. Different time. Right. Exactly. It's left open for us. Tom finds our yeah. Tom finds out. First of all, he goes and gets his ammunition. Oh, yeah, he gets a bunch of guns mission. from some dude, yeah. Right, because now he's on this mission to save uh, save uh, Ellen, but he's got to go through Fish is Moranis' name. His last name, I guess, is Fish. So he's got to meet Moranis, <laughs> who's going to pay name? him. Uh, I guess, I don't know. He's, who's going to pay him to get her back because not only is he her manager, I guess, but also her boyfriend – and apparently he keeps, like, drawers of money at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, okay, we're going to meet. We'll meet at you the diner. You can't keep the... money in a bank in this city. It's probably constantly robbed the by these guys on Yeah, bikes. by these terrible guys, right? Yeah. Um, and do uh, we know, do we have any idea why this biker gang kidnapped her? No. It's never well, explained, we do, right? 
when she's tied up, she's tied up in a bed. They take her back to like their their factory bar area, and she is tied up. And Devoe says to her, like, "I just want you to fall in love with me for two weeks, and then I'll let you go." I don't know if that's why she's kidnapped. But that doesn't make any if sense. They don't want her to perform. They're not holding her for ransom. No. They get really mad at the end because Tom takes her and, and you know, messes a bunch of them up. But there's no reason that they give for taking right. her. They're not trying to extort money from for Fish or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're not holding her for ransom. She's just in a bed I think it's to disrupt in the, the town. basement of a bar. Oh, okay. I think because the town loves her so much and enjoys her music that, and they are such disruptors. So of, just to wield power in this town, I guess, is what we're yes. meant to believe. Okay. They have their own jivey performer at their bar. The guy singing the song at their bar and that dancer in the fishnet stockings at their bar, they have their own performing going they, on. And, and again... Everybody's just having a good time. Like, just yeah. having a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that she was kidnapped and that that makes them the bad guys. And, you know, they may probably punched a few people and stuff like that. But, boy, everybody in this movie is just having a lot of fun. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, they're having a good time of it. Yeah, yeah. Party Central is what it is. Okay, so so Mar- the, Tim meets Fish, who is Rick Moranis. And like we've said, Rick Moranis comes off as this fast-talking, tough guy Who's in a bow tie. Tim? You mean Tom? Tom, sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, Tom's been hired now to find right. Ellen. And McCoy, who he's just met, but he knows is able and she's willing, wants to join in on this mission. <laughs> and, of course, um, does Moranis – oh, I like it. Moranis calls her a skirt. Well, you can't have no skirt coming. Calls her sweetie yeah, pie yeah. a couple times too. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's it's uncomfortable, and they have yeah. such a back and forth that a few times in this movie, I was like, "Are they going to get together in the end? Are they?" Is, Who, Moranis sh- and McCoy? Yes. yes. No, I, I didn't think so. That was what's going to happen because they're just bickering way too much. Yeah, they do get a little husband and wife bicker <laughs> going on, but I didn't. I didn't sense. I didn't sense them. Okay. They're romantically. Together, but um, but they do go on the mission, and is I don't know if Moranis chooses to go or they just make him go because he knows the area. They make him go because he knows the area. That's it. Right. Yeah. He knows where. How, so they all go in uh, the stolen convertible. How about how they all sit in the front seat for some reason? Three of them in the front seat of the convertible <laughs> when they start yeah, out I on this know. mission. I don't know why. They, Moranis is in the middle. I think she's driving. And I love how they leave during the day. And I assume they just drove to the other side of this city. But it is night when they get there. It is like midnight. I think it's always night. I think on that side of town it's always night. Yeah, there's just a little bit of this movie that takes place during the day. Most of it's at night. Yeah. I like how Moranis calls this side of town. It's the shits. He calls it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like driving through trying to find um, – you know this club where she could potentially to be. Rick Moranis say this, just just to listen to his character <laughs> talk like this, it's so amusing and also off-putting. Yes, exactly, exactly. You're entertained by it, but at the same time, you're a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get inside the club, and it's called Torchies, Torches, Torchies. It's kind of like a is it like a gay biker club or is it just like I an had eclectic a biker club? I question about that too because I they, they're very accepting. Like this biker gang yeah. is very whatever's going on there, they're fine with it. 
Yeah. And good. You know what? Good for them. I think that that's, that's great. What I say. You know, I like yeah. this. I like this sort of, you know, different place, different time, but very progressive. <laughs> because right? yeah, I I wasn't sure about certain people in this bar. Well, there's a man dancing uh, in fishnet stockings. Was that a man? It was a man. That was a man. Okay, that all right. That was totally a man. I wasn't sure. There's a man dancing. There's a, there's another man singing. Who, mm-hmm. who, and then there's just it's mostly men, I think, there. Um, and then then we have this is when William Defoe is in his weird like water wading <laughs> outfit. Like I don't know what he's doing in this. This like I don't know if he's going fly fishing later, but like industrial fly fishing because it's like this black. Oh. It's just black and it's thick and it's like rubber or plastic or (laughs) pleather. I'm not sure. And 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 again, it's very high. Like it goes. Yes, very very high waisted. Uh huh. And has these big thick straps with no shirt underneath. Mm Hmm. Oh, this is when they before they get to the bar. um, This is when Ed Bagley. tells them where to go when we really didn't need him to tell us where to go, but he does. We didn't need him. And the whole time, again, Rick Moranis is just mouthing off to this homeless yeah. guy. Yeah, I think he calls him a shithead, or then he starts yelling, I'm a shithead. I don't know. He, he yeah, he's he's very uh, aggressive, um, yes. verbally aggressive, Rick Moranis, to everyone he meets, pretty much. But he's told he's not coming into the bar. He's going to kind of drive the getaway car. So they leave him with the car. Yeah, Tom well, seems to have a plan. He's like, yes. hey, Amy Madigan or whatever her name is in the movie. He's like, you go in there or whatever. Right. I'll stay here on the roof. She does a pretty badass job, by the way. Kind of? Kind yeah, of? Because I mean, I'm very confused as to what she is even in there to do. Which is reconnaissance, and, I well, guess. Okay, reconnaissance? Okay. <laughs> I might be misusing that right. word, but because I, no, no, I feel like we need to talk about what they do because I don't understand what the plan is. So he seems to be maybe looking for where uh, maybe they're both trying to find where exactly Ellen is being held, and he's kind of taking it from the outside vantage and maybe trying to see because well, he's got some weapons. He brings some yeah. arsenal in because streets of of fire. He literally sets their streets on fire with whatever, like, flame-throwing guns he has. These motorcycles are, like, right? made out of C4 or something. He shoots them once, and they burst into flames burst. continuously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was confused, because that's what he's doing. He's just shooting. And I love how guys are just driving up and down the street, like, doing wheelies. Like, that's all that's these guys are do. doing. And he's shooting and blowing up these motorcycles one by one. Right. While Crazy Hair is in there. Like, yep. I thought she was supposed to find and rescue Diane Lane, but she doesn't. No, but she does get, um, so she, some guy kind of hits on her weirdly and <laughs> takes her weirdly. to the back to kind of, like, have it on with her, and she... What does she do to him? She cuts him or something? No, she, and then, she like, knocks him out with the gun or something like yeah. that. But I just don't understand, like, why why did she do this? Because he's into her and she's pretending to be into him. 
so that he would take her in a back room and she knocks him out and then just like leaves that room. Like, I don't understand why she needed him. She finds out, I think, from him where William Defoe is because then she goes to interrupt oh, his maybe. card game. Oh, maybe. Because he's in the back playing cards. Right. And Tom... And that's really all she does is just interrupt the card game. Yeah, and I like... seconds and then leaves. And she tells him when she leaves, I like, she goes, guys, it's been a slice. And she leaves. I'm assuming a slice of pie? Like a sure. good time? Like a, a slice, slice of, of pie? Anything. Whatever she it's thinks. It's been a slice. Yeah. Um, no, she doesn't try to shoot up any of them before she leaves? No. I thought she does take a gun to them and is like... Oh, no, no. She holds a gun out and is like, hey, don't yeah. go anywhere. Don't move. And she's doing this while Tom rescues right. Diane Lane. From the bed, right. Where right. she's chained up. Because all William Defoe wants to do is have her fall in love for two weeks. <laughs> so he's kidnapped right. her. Yes. I don't understand. I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but I'm sure there's rape involved. So it's probably um, not great. I don't know because, again, the the... The clientele of the bar kind of lets you know, are they into someone like that? I don't this, know. This movie's very light, too. I, I know that he's blowing up motorcycles, and I know guys are punching each other. I'm not sure that anybody in this movie is killed. No, and the, the punching and stuff, it's very, like, at that last fight scene especially, it's <laughs> like a dance, the way they, like, go at each other. But anyway. It's a dance, um, all right, yeah. It is a dance. Um, they do get him out and uh, they get her out and they get out and they get to the car mm-hmm. and even at the car, Tom continues to kick ass, blowing things up and um, DeVoe though does meet up with Cody or Tom and says, you know, I'll be coming for you and I could get lots of guns, he tells them. Right. And then Cody, Tom steals a motorcycle and they, they he rides away. It's pretty great because Willem Dafoe like emerges from fire, still in that yeah. weird getup, and looking again much Sizzling. like a vampire. Yeah, yeah. And you know they kind of yell at each other and stuff. And this is weird because I was like, oh, this is the third act of the movie. They're in here. They're gonna get her. He's gonna, you know, kill Willem Dafoe. And then I'm like, wait, we're not even halfway through this movie. What is? What's, no. Yeah. What's, what's going where? on? What's happening next, right? Because things get very muddy at this point in the movie, and I really had a hard time understanding what was going on. When they seem to just be traveling around the city with oh, Diane Lane. Oh, when they steal the bus. Not really. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. But just like they're here, they're there, they're escaping, they're running, they're on the subway at one point. I'm like, what, what are they doing? Where are they going? I don't know where they're trying to take her once they get her. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they take her back into town, and the town is all excited that she's returned. Right. Yes. But there's a little while there, like Rick Moranis, I guess, didn't know that Tom and her were an item, and he finds that out, right. and he's very nervous about that. Like, Diane, or D- Diane Lane or uh, Ellen wants to talk to uh, Tom one-on-one, mm-hmm. and... Rick Moranis has just found out that they were an item, and he's like, I don't like this. I don't like, look at this. What do you think they're talking about? What's going on there? What, what, what's happening? He's very concerned. And I guess... Well, that's what I was like. You should be concerned. Yeah. Look at him, look and at look, her, yeah. and look at you. Like Some things don't add up here. You should be concerned that this super hot stud guy is there, and he can punch people out. And, and rescue her, right? Or, you know, you're going to be... 
shrink in your kids in a few years. But he must like, be a killer uh, manager. I don't know. I guess their love affair ended obviously not so so well. Tom's a typical bad guy, bad boy right, rather, yes. and just left her high and dry, and never you know left for the army and didn't write to her, huh. contact it's her for weird. like two years. It's almost as though that's foreshadowing how this movie ends. No, <laughs> kind of awesome. I did love that ending. Um, then don't we have another music video that we get kind of? We do because treated <laughs> because to while while they're escaping, while they're doing stuff, suddenly it's this tight close up on her face and she's mm-hmm. just singing and it is like you back away and you see that it's on TV and we get to watch an entire music video mm-hmm. of Diane Lane in that same outfit that she's wearing right now with weird chin angles and mm-hmm. like lighting all do you know that she won a Razzie for her performance in this movie really and I think that is undeserved there's undeserved undeserved or undeserved <laughs> You know, if you want to be fancy, there's a way to say it. Undeserve. I, I just feel like she's not bad in this movie. No, I don't think she's bad at all. I, I, I thought she was pretty tolerable. I didn't yeah. think she was terrible. She tolerable. Was tolerable. Not terrible. You know what? You're somewhat tolerable. <laughs> I'll tolerate this. You know who does now make an appearance and random again? Uh, is it Penny from Pee Wee? Uh, yeah. What is she what? doing in this movie? She comes in and she's a fan of Ellen. She's a and super they, fan. Let's yes, just say she that is. she is a super fan. Will not leave them alone. No, and she doesn't need to. They they later on even. So they Ellen returns to town and she they mm-hmm. shuffle her through the I think the bar or some they shuffle her through a bar. Yeah. Um and her super fan Penny from Pee Wee Herman for Pee Wee's uh Big Adventure. Big Adventure uh, yes. sees her and Decides to just join in with them <laughs> and in. all their adventures they from their forth on. Problem with this? No, they no. just take. She off. adds the nothing to when it. People just like start glomming onto their shit, and well, because like, oh, now everybody's here. Now they steal the bus. So they've stolen a convertible. They've stolen a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Now they're stealing a, a tour bus. Right. Yeah. With the most inconspicuous of vehicles. Right. Right. <laughs> Big tour for bus. the Shirelles. Is it the Shirelles? The something singers? like that. Shirelles. It's a, it's a little, it's a black singing group. Something, yeah. And uh, McCoy, I think, drives the bus. Um, <laughs> she drives the bus. Right? <laughs> this and then, is so uh, crazy. This but, is so great because this scene, they get stopped. There's like a police checkpoint. Well, wait, before the police checkpoint, isn't it when they, they there's a moment where the, the Shirelles or the singing group sings a song for everyone and everyone's just like captivated by their song. <laughs> I love how they're, they're sitting there saying, hey, we're a group. We're a group. We know you. You're a great singer. We're a group. Yeah, yeah. And then just smash cut to them. Sing. They all have their glasses on. They all put their sunglasses on. Uh-huh. And they In the dark sing. bus. And uh-huh. it does. It pans all of the white people who are just intri- just mesmerized just by this. Yeah. Like, this is so great. I think even What's-Her-Face driving the bus is just bebopping around. Yeah, she's like, these are great. This is a great song. Yeah, she, but, but, she literally says, like, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. But then after after their song is done, then yes, they are pulled over by a group of cops just outside. This of, is Meatloaf. One where. of these cops is Meatloaf. One of these oh. two cops that get on the bus. And oh, this I is when Rick Moranis. Oh my god! <laughs> it's my 
favorite part. Because Rick Moranis gets up and he's like, you know what? I'll handle this. Hey, you guys want some money to leave us alone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's like his thing. Yeah, is to just throw money at people yeah, to get yep. the job done. Yeah, I was really ready for him. I think he even says something like, I'll talk us out of this. And it he literally does. is... How much money is it going to take for you to let but us go? But it doesn't work either, It right? doesn't work because the cops are even like, oh, you got this much money from managing this group? And I'm like, is mm-hmm. this racist? Is this yeah, racist sure. right now? You're not sure. But they do get – Cody gets to jump on the cops, takes them out, makes them lay on the ground, comments that they have cute butts. Well, McCoy comments about their cute. Oh, oh, you have cute asses. I'm going to have to blow off. She says, Um, yeah, because they all have to lay down on the ground and then they, they basically shoot and do the flamethrower thing onto the cops. So now the cops are on fire. I like how you're saying they do a flamethrower thing. He just shoots a car. But it explodes. Like, everything's on fire. Anything he shoots, it explodes. Streets of fire. Fuego. I like that Meatloaf is getting work through Walter Hill. But I don't like how in 48 Hours he played a racist bartender. And in this movie he plays a racist cop. Maybe they figure Meatloaf does racism well. Let's be clear about that. It's never okay. Let's just say right? Meatloaf does it well, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. So they have to dump this this uh, uh, bus now, and so now they travel by train. And again, Penny is still on the train with them, right? Oh, they make it to the cop. Like, they – what do they do? Do they – they make it to the cops then. They, they go to the police station then. Oh, they Remember, do. After the, the after the whole checkpoint thing, which is really weird, after they held these cops at gunpoint and blew up a bunch of cop cars, they go mm-hmm. to the station to, I guess, tell on Willem Dafoe. Oh. But it doesn't really get them anywhere because you're right. The very next scene, they're on you know they're on the train and they're 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 you know on that subway or whatever. Oh, this is when um, Ellen tries to make uh, Tom jealous. By cuddling up with and kissing Rick Moranis, and it's so weird. It looks so, weird. so awkward. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, and it doesn't. It and he even laughs. Like he even smiles. Like this is not making me jealous. That doesn't look natural. It just looks weird, right? But he's. She does find out that he's that the reason, or one of the motivating reasons that Tom saved her was because. Rick Moranis promised him money, and she's right. so mad about that. Yes, she, yes. She wanted him to just save her because, you know, he loves her. And right. really, there's $10,000 in it for him. Which we should add that he promised um, Shaggy Hair uh, 10%. Mm-hmm. So he yes. promised to give her $1,000. That comes back into play later. But Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, at this point, also, um, it cuts to Willem Dafoe making a yes. deal with the police commissioner or whoever the head policeman is yeah just like give us cody everything will be fine that's all yes. we want we won't yeah. mess with this town anymore mm-hmm. which makes me i guess this gang is an ongoing issue for this town well yeah this town has a lot of ongoing issues so we do yeah. see that tom's getting a lot of flack now because he's gotten flack from ellen for for mm-hmm. taking money for, to rescue her and now he wasn't really – McCoy's really proud. She thinks she did a good job helping him, and he's he's not very complimentary toward her. So she's kind of like, you know what? 
they're right. Yep. You are a jerk. So he's catching some flack, and all Raven, Raven is Defoe's name, wants to do is, uh, is face him, face him, Tom, face-to-face, as you said. And now the cops give Tom some advice. First they say they were surprised that Tom actually was able to rescue <laughs> Ellen. We were actually a bit surprised by that, but they think that he should just leave town. He should get on a train and just go away for Tom from to town. Be like, you know what? It actually wasn't that hard. Like you cops could have done this. It was pretty easy. We just walked in. Uh huh. And I don't even know that my friend McCoy did anything other than spy on a poker game. But um, we didn't even hear her yell like she's downstairs or anything. She was just there no. almost on an unrelated mission. <laughs> right. She just wanted to participate, but same thing. So they, is this when he he goes to get the money? This is when he goes to get the money, and I and love Penny's how still hanging out. Penny there. is like they're like roommates now, and he's yeah, just hanging yeah. out in their apartment with Rick Moranis yep. and Diane Lane. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was really great when I saw her. I'm like, oh, she's just really she's latched just there on, now. And she's, she's not just a going part anywhere. Uh huh. Does he? Is this when he doesn't? This oh, yeah, he, he just takes the take thousand. The he yeah. throws 9,000 back at Rick Moranis because, mm-hmm. of course, he owes. How could, How come you always remember her name? I can't remember her name. McCoy. McCoy, yeah. So he owes uh-huh. McCoy 1,000. And this is when I was like, you know what? You really should take that. Maybe you yeah, can help. Just take all you know, of it. Right, just take all of it. Your sister needs some money to repair those windows at that diner. Right? Like, it would be nice to give her some of that money. Some of it, right. And you did do the job. But, of course, Diane Lane sees this. Oh, he wasn't in it for the money. And that mm-hmm. is it. Like, this relationship That's all with she needed. is over. Uh-huh. Because now we're kissing in the rain. And then we're laying in bed, still wet like the rain, and kissing. I wasn't sure if they were sweaty from a lot of sex. No, it's very it wet. But it's, like, very, it's like <laughs> rainstorm wet. And they're still, they're laying in bed. And she begs him to to leave town with her, and that they're going to start their life together. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, maybe it's going to be a happy ending. We don't know yet. You know, we do know that he goes to the bar after you know after his rendezvous with Ellen. He goes to the bar. He's back at the bar. And he 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 gives uh, McCoy her money and gives her her compliments that she so so wants. Yeah, why and was she mad at him? All of a sudden, because, she was mad at him too. Because she didn't feel like he gave her credit for helping oh, out. She yeah, felt like she really right. helped him and he was kind of a jerk to her. Um, <laughs> but she's pretty she's a, she's pretty tough, but she's got she's pretty wise. So she gives him some advice on love and um, I guess. I mean the whole time I loved how in the background you see Bill Paxton still there and he's cleaning oh, yeah, glasses yeah. and you hear just this fully work that it's just like, it's so loud. Yeah. So he's got one more mission for her, though, where, um, so the cops have told Tom to leave town because yeah. Defoe wants him. And he he repays uh, McCoy her money and says, mm-hmm. you know, I just need kind of one more favor from you. And next thing you know, we're on a train with Ellen and McCoy <laughs> and, um, I think Ellen thinks that they're going away now that, right. you know, yeah. he's taking going her away to together, wherever. And right. I guess McCoy's in tow. Yeah. But really he punches her and knocks punches her out. Punches her out. 
That is not cool, man. Like, no. there is, I'm no. sure. I had to rewind way. it. I was like, did he just, did he just, <laughs> like, he could have been like, she's going to take you halfway there. I have some business to clear up. I'll meet you along the way. But he just knocks her out. Yeah. I mean, you know, and of course, and we are meant her. to believe that he's doing this for her own good, of course. But, mm-hmm. like, it's already been established that he just left her high and dry and went to the army. And now he just yeah. punches her. He just punched out. her. Yep. And then left. And then her later again. on in the movie, he just leaves her again. He's not a good guy. No, he's a bad boy. That's why she likes him. Um, I now guess. the cops are under the assumption that that Tom has followed their plan and has left town. So now right. they are armed and ready for Raven's group to come into town. Um, but this doesn't go very well. The cops really can't. Handle no, Raven. The cops are pretty impotent in this movie. Like the cops yeah. don't really have a handle on anything. No, they they can't keep order. They can't Mm-mm. diffuse any sort of situation throughout this no. entire movie. Yeah, it's it's not great because what is great is when Raven or Defoe <laughs> has his giant soccer horn that he blows he to like activate his horn. team member. He just has an air yeah. horn. Yeah. It's like Because he comes out and let's just let's just say this. Defoe says he's uh-huh. gonna come with only two men mm-hmm. and that's all he's gonna have and they're gonna turn over Cody. So mm-hmm. he shows up with these two guys and the mm-hmm. whole police force is there and they're like, yep. uh-uh, man, he's gone. Get yep. out of here. And then he blows his goofy little air horn. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, like, I don't. Hundreds. There's hundreds of. Yeah. Even all after of them Cody guns. blew up all those motorcycles, they just, they're all on bikes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's like eight times more of them than there is the police force. Oh, oh, doesn't Fisher Fish run in, too, and he yells at Raven? Yeah, Rick But then Moranis Raven punches and... Gets punched out of <laughs> in the just, face. Just, we just saw this happen to Diane Lane two minutes ago, and yeah. Rick Moranis falls down. And I loved how one of the cops, like, cradles him in his arms. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a dying child or something. Yeah. He looks so tiny. Now Tom is back in his suspenders <laughs> and his stolen car. And I like the cop looks at, at Tom and is like, well, my plan went to shit, so why don't mm-hmm. you kick his ass? And um, Oh, my God. And this then fight sequence. Now. What are they so doing? First, what is this? The first part of the fight. Now, again, Raven has called his army, and they are all ready with their weapons. But there's a pickaxe? What is that giant axe thing that they get thrown in the mix? It looked to me like one of those old um, sledgehammers that you would drive in railroad spikes with. Because it's not a sledgehammer. It's not a pickaxe. It's a nice hybrid of the two. (laughs) Because it doesn't come to a point. But it is long. Long, yeah. So he gets one, or Raven gets one, and Tom gets one. And Why the first are they, they fighting with these? Why are they fighting? This doesn't make any sense. They could have literally thrown out anything onto the ground. But no, these big, cumbersome... And I love how you can see how heavy they are. Because when they're fighting, they're like... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when they're blocking each other, it's like a sword fight, but, but different. And Very Defoe's slow. face throughout this. It's a shame Defoe never played the Joker in any of the Batman oh movies. Oh, my God. Because he? yeah. he's got this face that is just, yeah. So 
I like it. Yeah, you're right. So the with, best he did was he was like the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, but he just wore a mask the whole time. Yeah. How is he not the, in these superhero movies? I know. And I don't watch them, so maybe he is. So correct me, audience, if I'm wrong. True. But True. how yeah, is maybe he, he was. not a manic villain in something, yeah. anything? With that face, that Defoe face. He looks um, like a lunatic in this PG-rated movie. Well, so uh, Tom basically wins this this axe battle, right? And this is when Defoe sort of cries at first, right? His like <laughs> lip quivers and sadness, but then he gets really pissed. So he like Rah! he just pummels Tom, and yeah, now they're Tom's having a fist like, fight. Tom, like you know, it's like one of those things where he could easily kill him right now, but right. no, he throws down his weird pickaxe, and then right. they go. You know that it's it's bare knuckles. It's a lot of right punching. now. It's just a right. It's just a fist fight. Yeah. And um, oh, then the townspeople come and they're armed too. So now we have armed bikers mm-hmm. and armed uh, townspeople. Everybody has a gun. This? Everybody in this. Everybody's town ready to has rumble. A gun. Yep, and we're all ready to rumble. <laughs> but um, basically, Defoe loses. He's pushed over at the end, literally, like like KO'd. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those comical things where he's just like standing there, and I think he just like taps him, just like yeah. lightly pushes him, mm-hmm. and then Defoe falls down. And did you notice that his biker buddies grab him and they like put him on an ATV that came out of nowhere? <laughs> like they put him on like a four wheeler and drive away. And then they then they take him off. But he get yeah. And- nobody gets shot. Nobody mm-hmm. really. I mean, you know, he's hurt, he's beat up, but nobody is killed. Mm-mm. Everyone had a gun. Like it's it's the most tame of quote unquote action movies that I've really seen. Yeah, it was sort of like a West Side Story uh, number. Yeah, like to be an America. Okay, just, to be an America. Everything to be an like America. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from. I'm just gonna keep doing West Side Story songs for the rest of this podcast you know i was gonna say when i was up there dealing with my child you should have you know sung something for the, the oh patrons, i did some stuff the you'll hear oh okay great. i did excellent you'll okay. see all right then i'm not gonna cut out that 20 minute chunk or whatever it was no don't you dare <laughs> all right that's I, what, that's i kept is, it real that's what people pay for exactly <laughs> I assume. they want to know they want to know um all right so 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 the battle is over and tom mm-hmm. is our winner and uh Ellen, I guess, eventually comes to enough to have another concert where the Sorrells, that band, or the singing group from the bus, yeah, he didn't, for her. he didn't splinter her jaw. Like she's no. able to sing. She looks okay. It's not like she's yeah, bruised she looks, or no, anything. No, no, no. Yeah, she's good to go. The great song, "I Can Dream About You." If I can't hold you tonight, this blew my mind. Yeah. That band, that song created for this movie no joke no joke huh yeah because i hadn't seen this movie how about you we hadn't said no. that yet if we know i, it, but I, I had, had never seen this before but i knew that song i knew that sure. yeah and just yeah. to know that that movie like that wasn't a real band yeah. it was just a bunch of guys they got together and uh yeah i like that song i really do like i that do song. too i do too i hadn't thought about it in a long time but i enjoyed and it's also important to know that when somebody sings a song in this movie, you hear the entire song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Diane Lane just... sings 
four songs all the mm-hmm. way through. Mm-hmm. This band sings one song all the it's way the whole through, song. start it's to finish. The whole song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you can. You can dream about someone. You get a little bit of dialogue over this song. Yes. Well, because between, Moranis. Yes. Yeah. Moranis lets um, uh, Tom know that uh, Ellen, you know, Ellen really loves you. Mm-hmm. But Tom's like, yeah, she loves me, but she needs you. Yeah. Right? His response when Rick Moranis is like, she loves you. He's like, meh. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of his response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm all right. I'm Love good. Love schmuv. Love schmuv. I got this chick with a mop hairdo that I'm going to hang out with. And she yeah. even says something like when he goes over to talk to her, she's like, ooh, you got a mean right hook. And I'm like, really? You're not that Oh, yeah. She does this? say something about him hitting her. And she's like, well. And then I think he, he tells her, you know, if you need me, I'll be there. Yeah. But then he just leaves. Just leaves. He leaves. Just takes off again. And she sings into the light, into the microphone. Some song about angels in the city and having an angel. She's wearing a very, she's wearing a red dress that looks like she maybe didn't zip the back of it up before she went on stage. It's very loose fitting. Yeah, yeah, very loose fitting, very ill fitting. Yeah, Yeah. it's the only time we see her in a different outfit in this movie, and it's a bad choice. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad choice. She does fist pump through this song to really. She Get doesn't have that many it. dance moves. Her her dance moves no. are fist pumps. We see it at the beginning, yeah. and we see it at the end. We do. We do. Maybe that's and what got her the Razzie. They're like, you know what? She could have moved more. She could have she danced better, danced. but maybe it was the wardrobe. It was the clothes that limited her. Yeah. But he, he, he's he got two suitcases, and he's <laughs> he's leaving, and his good friend McCoy pulls up. In his stolen car, and is like, "Hey, I found this car, and I'm still not attracted to you, but let's yep. go on an adventure." You're not my type, but let's go. Yeah, and they do. What a and they weird, go. What a weird ending. I yeah, kind of, I enjoyed. I liked it. Yeah, I like yeah, the, the ending. I like that he got in the car with his. Me too. You know, lesbian partner, and yep. they're just going to go off and have adventures. Yep. I, I know. And he's like, and I like that it didn't end where he, you know, you know, I like that it didn't have the fairy tale ending. I, I actually, I, I like the movie overall. I, I was entertained yeah. by it. He I, even says to her, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to cut no, you off, ahead. but I don't want to get quite to the final yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like he says to her, when, when she asks him to stick around, Diane Lane, he's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not one of those guys who will just carry your guitars around yeah stuff. i'm like what? yeah what are you talking about she's not asking to be a roadie you could be security apparently she's in danger all the time she, yeah so you need to protect her yeah but I, he's not into that he's like you know you're gonna be famous you have this career and that's not my thing I, you're not my thing he loves her but not enough to like yeah and in a weird way i there was there's was something about that that i kind of liked like yeah he was there to rescue her because mm-hmm. he does care for her but not in the way that you would assume a hero would in these yeah. types of movies yeah all right it's sorry good. now we can get into no go final. ahead well what did you think final thought i kind of super liked it i mean me not, too not loved it but i really had a good time watching this me too movie. i would i would agree completely it's not like i'm like oh my god this is my new favorite this is yeah. the sleepaway camp no it, <laughs> it didn't 
but at the same, which is a bar now that I set no, for all these movies. <laughs> I just feel like at but, some point you have to understand that nothing will ever, <laughs> nothing made over those 10 years from 80 to 89 will ever reach that pinnacle. Especially because, but anyway, I was entertained. I liked, I was confused at times and there were things that I was like, huh. Um, like Moranis' performance and that kind of thing. but um, And the music was entertaining, not always my style or type, but it was good, and I really liked the ending, and I, li- I liked it. I, would, yeah. I, I liked it. I would recommend it. And that is what makes and, – and sometimes with movies, I don't do a whole lot of research, but with this, I was really interested, and that's, that's what makes this so sad is it did so poorly. It Nobody did. went to see this. It didn't make any money. The critics were kind of split on it. And mm. it was supposed to be the first part of a trilogy. Like, I would oh. watch a trilogy of this. Yeah. Because then he's the, like, where, what did that actor ever do again? The, the um, he's guy. a working actor, but nothing. Okay. Yeah. N- not a whole lot. I mean, and he, he was handsome, so. Yeah. There's yeah, that. but the next one, I read that the next one was supposed to take place in the snow, and then the third one was oh. supposed to be in the desert. Like, I would watch those movies. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed that it didn't happen. Yeah. But, oh, well. Anyway. Do you have a recommendation? My recommendation is, um, I did mention a couple other movies that this movie looked like, mm-hmm. but my, my recommendation is a movie that this really reminded me of. Just the look of it is the movie Dark City. Have you seen that? Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yes. And yes. William Hurt. And it's uh-huh. it's again another one of those like retro modern like fifties but eighties or fifties but nineties, mm. I guess in that sense. It's um, got that Jennifer plot, Connelly. Yeah, no, I'll watch <laughs> it's it's my favorite movie that she's in. Um, yeah. and I'm not gonna get into the plot because it's it's totally confusing and to even talk about it would give it away but it's another movie that takes place where this took place like 80% at night Dark City is mm-hmm. 100% at night well Dark City and Hitler. yeah it's just it's it's great it's a mystery Kiefer Sutherland's in it and plays like a weirdo yeah with a goofy lazy eye and he like limps around he's like a goblin almost not as much as Willem Dafoe but anyway Dark City is my recommendation so watch Good it one. if people haven't Good seen one. it it's a great movie what about Dark. you? Um, well, I picked another William Defoe movie, a, a more recent one. Um, it's Have you seen Florida Project? I have. I think yes. it was nominated. It's so it was, good. It, I, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's his performance in it is really great. It's a little bit sad mm-hmm. and and very telling, I guess, or, or very you know, it's about a, a, a young mom in Florida who lives in a hotel, and William Defoe's the hotel manager, and her daughter and the relationship and the chaos that ensues there. Um, there's no fire. Oh, no, no there is a small oh, fire. The little girl makes a <laughs> There is a small fire. But, he's but like it's not quite streets of fire. less manic than he is in this movie. Yeah, he's not nearly. He's much more. He's like an older grandfather type mm-hmm. more than the crazy. He doesn't wear any kind of overalls. He is sort of doing maintenance at the hotel at times, but... Um, no overalls on Defoe, um, but it was a really oh, good movie. Oh, okay, overalls. I was like, maintenance. Where are you going with this? Oh, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Have to do with anything? <laughs> so, well, I don't know. But that that was that was my recommendation. 
So, He's doing all that but, work but, on those bikes to rig them with explosives so they go off and blow <laughs> up at the drop of a hat. So crazy. I guess that's why it was Streets of Fire because he was always lighting the streets on fire with mm-hmm. his crazy weapons. It's but, a lot of fire. I assume most of the budget was towards fire and pyrotechnics. Pyro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, right. but it was a good one. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. I I enjoy discovering movies I've never seen before. Yeah, me too. Be me they too. good this was or a fun bad? Discovery. Mm-hmm. So, in two weeks, let's discover mm-hmm. another movie. And I said we were going to do another camp movie. So our next movie is going to be a movie called Cheerleader Camp. Cheerleader Camp. So. When I decided on this, and I think I just typed in Google, I was like, camp movies, 80s? Um, So when I decided on this, I kind of thought with a title like that, it is either a softcore porn Mm -hmm. or a horror movie. And you don't have to look any further than the cover, which is a skeleton in a cheerleader's outfit to know that it's probably a terrible horror movie. Um, But who knows? This could be... The next sleepaway camp. Do you think that every time, every time you sit down to watch a movie and you're like, <laughs> this could, Turner and Hooch could be the next sleepaway camp? <laughs> you know, I really leave it open to surprise. I don't like to put that pressure on the movie before it starts. I think it's but important. After yeah. the movie, when I review it in my head, mm-hmm. I think, on what bar? You know, from, okay. from a, from, from a Tron to a sleepaway camp, where are we? Wow, okay. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and all in between. Oh, and that yeah. reminds me, um, we now, I have started a Letterboxd account for us. Ah. Where I have, now most of it, just to let people know, if they go to it, if they want to follow our movie ratings or ranking, it's at GTGMcast, just like on mm-hmm. Twitter. They're all my, like I'm just using it as my account. So... 98% of what is there is just my rankings, but okay. I made a list of all the movies that we've watched. Oh. And what I've done is I've broken it up. So, like, a half star to, like, two stars are movies that we both hated. Both didn't like, okay. And then, like, two and a half to three are movies we were split on, and then three split. and a half to five are movies we really liked. Great. So I made sure. I think if people put them in order of our favorites, I do think Sleepaway Camp is the first is, one. Is really? Of course it is. Yes, of course it That's is. That's amazing. How can it That's not amazing. be? So anyway, yeah. So we're there. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. I really should give you our Instagram account because you use yeah. Instagram. I Instagram more than I anything else. I and that's like the Facebook. last thing I think of. And, yeah. And normally by the you time I me. yeah, and by the time I get to it, I'm just like, oh. And the other thing that I don't like, let's just talk about Instagram for a long time. Yeah. Call me an old stupid person, but you boy, I do person. most of my computer stuff on my desktop. And you can't do Instagram uh, from a desktop. I think you can, but no, I don't know you that can't. you can put pictures on. You can't. No, no, no you, you can't. You have to use it That's on your phone. That's a negative. Well, it's the only thing. See, I don't have any of those other yeah. things on my phone. I have an Instagram, but I don't 
like I said, I don't even have a Twitter. Well, I mean, Good Times, Great Movies, does, I'm, but I do not you know what? I'm have a Twitter. I'm Instagram because you just stuff you pass you, that to me. I'll take it. Just stuff you send me in text. Do you remember the pictures of Sigourney Weaver with pumpkins that you sent me? Yeah. Those are you great. You want that and on those should Instagram. Be on Instagram. All right. <laughs> Consider it done. Consider me our new Instagram media person. Everybody, we will talk to you in two weeks. That's right. Find sleep. Oh, my God. Not sleep. Cheerleader camp. camp. Find cheerleader camp. camp. It's easy to find. It is on YouTube. There you go. Uh, So easy enough. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Don't forget that on June 23rd at 5 p.m. We are in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Tattooed mom. Who knows what we'll be talking about? We don't even know. We don't, we don't even, even know. We don't even know. Big surprise. We should probably yeah. decide that. We'll figure it out. Anyway, should we talk about that when we're done? Yeah, I want to. All right, okay. All right. Uh, everybody, uh, we will see you in two weeks. Have a great week. Right. Ciao. No more timing. Each tear that falls from my eyes. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm planning on getting lit from 7 a.m. People will be like, it's really weird. They both fell asleep like halfway through. <laughs> exactly. They had an hour and they only used 25 minutes. They were just minutes. yelling about, I don't know, <laughs> dinosaurs. I, they weren't even doing Land Before Time. <laughs> no.